Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. She goes, well, how do you like people to refer to you? And I was like, as a huge fucking faggot. <laughs> Welcome back to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It is me, Eric Williams, and it is a gorgeous week to have Dan Grossi-Pelosi back on the podcast. His last episode is one of the most downloaded we've had, and this one, I fear, will even beat that wreck. We not only discuss the new incredible book that I had the pledge of getting an advanced copy of, we also get into a new gay-ass question for returning gay-ass members, and I cannot wait for you to hear the stunning response. I want to thank you for the messages about last week's episode with Charles and the Silasai journeys, the shroomies, if you will. Such incredible, generous messages about people's interest in the journeys, but also people have actually reached out to Charles about doing them with him, even from out of LA. So I just want to thank you all and uh, encourage you to continue to look into it if it sounds interesting or helpful to you, because it's been incredible for me. I also must give a public shout out to my friend Dee, who is getting married this weekend to their incredible, gorgeous fiance, Sasha. This friend, Dee, not only did we come out to each other one year apart growing up in St. Louis Mo, but Dee is the person who showed me a sister act too. So I guess you made me gay, beach. I love you so much. This wedding is going to be stunning. And yeah, your cute friend will be there and I will be flirting. Let's get into this episode of That's a Gay Ass Podcast. A few of you have asked the best way to support, and I would say not only is it sharing the episode with people you love, but the Patreon is a gorgeous way to, with only $5 a month, get advanced episodes without ads and support this gay ass venture. Also, thank you for buying tickets to That's a Gay Ass Live Show in LA. We are going to sell out very soon. So if you've not yet received yours, I would do that. The lineup is stunning with Danny Franzese from Mean Girls, and Tran from How I Met Your Father, and we have Jason Michael Snow, the original Broadway company of Book of Mormon, along with Meatball, the drag nuisance. Enjoy this episode, enjoy Dan Grossi Pelosi, and yes, enjoy the conversations we have about eating ass. Bye!
Live from New York, it's Grossy Pelosi. <laughs> Dan Pelosi has made a return to Guts a Gay Ass podcast, but things have changed, Dan. You're a star, you're an icon, and I adore seeing you any chance I can get. Oh my gosh, remind me your name. Sorry. Just, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. I should have started. Um, sorry. What is this? I, I, my management team just threw me into this. I'm so sorry. I'm just totally unprepared. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. They were supposed to prep you. Um, Um, hi, baby. (laughs) How are you? I can't wait to the day that you win a Pulitzer and then you can really forget who I am. Pulitzer. Yeah. Haven't you heard? I might win like a magic bullet, but I don't know about a Pulitzer. Wait, what is that? Is that a thing that makes your pussy go? No, a magic bullet's like a blunder. It's a blunder. Oh, sure. I was going I was going more for sex toy. You were going for food, and that's why. It was why. a weird thing to say. I'll give myself credit for that. I don't know where I came up with it, but it happened. So, But I think this is why I love us, because every time we're together, we just meet each other where we are. And how beautiful is that? It's really so pretty. It's so pretty. Wait, can you tell me, like, truly, I know that we're on a recording, but t- tell me, you did That's a Gay Ass Live show in New York. You I walked sure away feel it, feeling what? I'm so glad we are starting at the with the top uh, at the top of this because I have so many questions. First of all, did I bomb my lip sync? No. Why would you ask that? Because first of all, I would imagine I did because I chose the stupidest lip sync and the hardest lip sync in the world. Like I, so I hard resent to do. That. I resent that because you chose a Parker Posey waiting for government. Was it the hardest thing to do? Sure. But it was, was the sheer the sheer choice of it? You did the... um, um I, I did the, like, uh, people come to the DQ. You know, they're thirsty. Just come but and get a Coke if you're thirsty. Yeah. But, like, the subtlety of that performance <laughs> and the timing was so hard. Kevin J. Zach was like, I got this down. I was like, of course you do. You're screaming the whole time. Like, obviously... Like, shut up, I'll eat your ass. But, like, I, we get it. Like, Kevin Jay's ass. Also, yeah, like, congrats to her. But, like, <laughs> I chose a really hard lip sync. Also, I nailed the Q&A. You, I think you nailed every aspect. But I think that, you know, Kevin was there to take no prisoners. And I think that eventually the, the thesis statement is that we all want to eat his ass. We do want to all eat. Everyone held hands together that evening yeah. and was like, his ass will be eaten. Um, <laughs> also, I came in third, which I haven't decided if I'm going to bring that up with you. I'm just saying it out loud. No, no. Think on it. Think on it for a second if you're going to bring it up yeah. or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do, I do want to let you know that you were a part of a show that was dare I say, the best one we've done so far. Really? And so, yeah. Oh, wow. And I, now and you're serving me what I want to eat. Okay, cool. It, That's and so I love, nice, honestly. It and, really is. And I, it makes me feel like, you know, I'm choosing children, but the New York show was ultimately magic was and you were a part of that. So. I had a great time and those cutie little podcast gays were so sweet and I loved oh my God. the gal whose name I don't remember who also was in the lip sync uh, character actress. She was great. Oh, Millie Tamara's, yeah, Millie Tamara's. chose the most random character actress that no one had heard of, Beth Grant. But um, I want to let you and the listeners know that i lied last week i told basically we're i'm telling you dan that we're going i'm coming 
back to New York in November to do the yeah. show again. Great. But um, it's for the New York Comedy Festival. And they were like, yeah, this is the announcement date. It was supposed to be today. It's now not till September. Oh. But um, sorry, everyone. The, the, it's happening in early November. As Anywho. someone who just announced like a 21-stop book tour with like all kinds of fun things like broken links, misinformation, confusing <laughs> vendor websites. I hear you, girl. It's I did. Hot. I did see when you posted and you were like, thanks for bearing. What? Where does your mind go when things aren't working? What? What's your comfort? Is it like eating ass is it oh where does my mind go yeah like what do you like when things are not going wrong how do you how do you comfort yourself i i don't i go into a full fucking rage and i start and i I go straight to my dms to answer the thousands of questions from a confused disappointed sad following that i'm a total people pleaser and i I can't like i work so hard to make everything i do clear and concise and well planned and by things i couldn't have gotten ahead of yeah yeah. things just were really it was fine after 24 hours but it all means that people are excited and happy and just don't want to miss out so that's of course and i want to know what is it like to be in a relationship with you when you're rage dming or rage responding to the chaos i'm not responding with rage i'm just raging in my head pissed off at myself but being lovely to people in my DMs, trying my very hardest to help them understand something that should have been far more understandable than it was. Does Gus have to bear any of no the my dam- my team, my manager, and my publicist? I was a little bit on one. I never am, but I was, and it wasn't their fault. It just it was all of us couldn't gotten ahead couldn't have gotten ahead of someone somehow it's fine i'm making too big of a deal out of it but like no you're not you're you're we're also getting here because you're talking about the three thousand city book tour you're doing we're talking about the we just added one more so it's three thousand and one city what's what's the three thousand and first well everyone in philadelphia yelled at me and said why are you skipping philadelphia literally like there was a list in front of me and i didn't choose philadelphia out of the whole (laughs) list and I was like, I'm not skipping it. I have two events in New York. Like, hop on the train. It's an hour. But no, we added Philadelphia, which is City great. City of brotherly complaining. <laughs> um, Whatever. I, yes, because, I, go ahead. You were being lovely. You're being. I lovely. was being lovely by saying that uh, we're going to get into some... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> We're both holding up. Let's eat the unbelievably gorgeous cookbook that Dan Grossi Pelosi is coming out with in mere days. And mere. Um, I'm, I'm going to get into some specifics about questions about the book, but I want to make this a tease because I want to get into some other pressing matters before the book. But I just wanted Please. to hold it up with you yeah. uh, to, to tell you that when I receive this in the mail, I'm not joking with you, Dan. To be a person who knows a person who has a book this gorgeous, oh. I felt like I like my heart exploded when I opened this package and it made me get chilly willies, tears in my easies. Those are my eyes. And I just feel so proud, excited, and honored that you even cared to come back on That's a Gay Ass podcast to talk oh, about I, it and I to do. be someone in my orbit. And I just am unbelievably honored to know you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. I really, truly... I'm so proud of this book. And the fact that it gave you all the feels, as mm. they say, is the point. I mean, I, I I wanted that to be the way that people feel. And it's happening. And it makes it's me so happy. It's fucking happening. You have manifested so much. And this is why I want to have my first question for you that uh, we're going to get to some of the life changes that have happened. Because you haven't been on the podcast in a minute. So we've a got minute. to catch up. Sure the first question is, uh, your bumper sticker era is over. A lot of people have been discoursing. It's and tough. Um, it's tough. 
So so basically, you needed to get a new car. And so I bumper stickered the fuck out of a lease, like a psychopath. <laughs> so like, I leased a car in 2020 because I was like, I can go wherever I want because it's 2020, and like right. we're all working from home. I was lucky enough to work from home, so right. I leased a car, and I've always fashioned myself sort of like a Berkeley Berkshires mom. Like I'm either in Berkeley, California, or the Berkshires, Massachusetts, and now I own a house in the Berkshires, Massachusetts, which is a whole other thing. So I was like, we're getting stickers. I need coexist. I need all the stickers, right? <laughs> like not all who wander are lost. Like I need all those, right? So I just like manically bought stickers on the internet and put them on my car and it became a whole thing. And then my lease was up August 13th, 2023, which was a couple weeks ago. And I had to get some goo gone and take my bumper, take my bumper stickers off my car. Did they all come off? Okay. Is the lease, is the lease contract honored? No one said a word. They swapped Hell it Hell yeah. I got my you new car. That, that teaches me that it's okay to be a bit messy. And oh. I, I'm trying to learn if that in life. Because, <laughs> well, I think if you sticker a, a leased car, <laughs> I don't know if it's mess or if no, it's, it's just... No, it's fine. It's messy. But I like, to ask, I like to ask for forgiveness later. And you've done this your whole life. Yeah. You do things first. I also have dimples. So, like, you get away with a lot. Which, again, full circle, that helps you to hopefully eat Kevin Zach's ass. I don't but, think Kevin Zach it wants me to eat his ass. There was no... But, I, I, but see, I, I don't... He has a... If we may talk about Kevin, he I think he has like an allure of like, we don't know what he's thinking, and that's part of the sexiness. Well, I like... I cannot to, believe this is a topic. I like, can't wait to let him know. My vibe is like, please fill out this form, and the form says, do you want me to eat your ass, or do you not? Check yes or no. Ass? Yeah. Like, like, that's it. That's the form. How do you react if someone says no? That's clarity. I love clarity. Like, is that a John Mayer song? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah, just making sure. Is. Um, so there is one sticker that I did need to. Oh, two stickers to dive into. One yeah. is uh, on your car. It said "Chicken Pot Pie," my three favorite things. Yes. Now, That's as another one. as another pot lover, <laughs> and I know we talked about it a bit. Um, one of my dreams that we have not yet done <laughs> is going to be sitting together in your new home and getting zooted. Zooted, and you know, I have to tell you a little something. Last weekend, I was in Maine at my friend Katie's house, and we did edibles, and I was feeling really good. About two hours into the edible, it's been a minute since I did edibles. Usually, I just smoke joints. Yeah. Two hours in, I was like, I think I'll take another edible. <laughs> Famous last words. I. You want to know what I'm going to say? I'll tell you what I said at my own funeral if you want. Like I, it was over. I called Gus. I was like, I'm dying. I don't wish that on my worst enemy. Horrible. But 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 there's something about chicken pot and pie that all three of I those find, things find to be beautiful, even and, and as one. Um, is there a pie that you, if you could only, if you could only save one pie, what's the only pie that you would be allowed to eat for the rest of your life? This is so hard because my uncle, who is sort of queer, used to tell me that if he had to kill himself, he would eat a banana cream pie and then kill himself, and that sort of left an impact on me because I was like, that gives a lot of power to a banana cream pie. They're really good. But uh, he didn't kill himself. He is not alive, but he died sadly for other reasons. Um, my, uh, sorry, my, uh, this is such a weird. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm out. My whole family just excommunicated me. Um, my other favorite pie is strawberry rhubarb. Mm, There's the God. the like the tartness of it, the gloopiness. 
Well, you have a lot of you have a lot of recipes, a lot of recipes sure that give us so many gorgeous flavors. And speaking of flavors, the, the the flavor of this next bumper sticker. Sorry, I miss church. I've been practicing witchcraft and becoming a lesbian. Yes, ma'am. Now, Dan Grossi Pelosi, <laughs> what would you say is your most lesbianic quality that you possess? God, there's so fucking many. Wait, I was just. <laughs> My, fr- my the same weekend this weekend i was at my friend katie's house and we all were drinking out of our yetis and they were like on the counter her big kitchen island and lesbian I, like, and i had to i like had to grab them all and line them up in a row like i yeah, was like yeah, can yeah. we just like call the yetis it like i'm that person and gus had gus my boyfriend has like a amazing reel where he basically drags me but it's like i'm the like person who's a natural manager in a rental house who's like you know what i mean like the burden of being a natural manager like that drag that is like is this anyone's coffee guys oh, the, no. like, you know it's like the coffee machine was on all night like in the oh, morning oh no like do you also clear people's water glasses the second stop. they set like, it down i don't even ask like you're your canceled water, no your water my, my I don't, fucking your water parents do that it drives me up a wall carry your fucking shit around the house with you you leave your what water do you mean carry your shit how dare i take up space and put my water on the counter that's what you're doing you're taking up space and as a natural manager i will remedy the situation so you agree i should shrink myself for you um yes <laughs> at least but hey and that's, sorry, and that's on who, clarity who would you rather shrink yourself for like i want a lesbian to like peg the shit out of me you know true, what i mean true. like fuck me not only fuck me but like tell me where to put shore my water glass shore my baggage Everything. in my brain tell me what to do tell me what like they're i always tell this to people and i, I had this show on food Chicken too and i go to people's houses and they teach me how to cook their recipes and when it's a woman i'm in a woman's house and she's ordering me around nothing like it ecstasy ecstasy i i said that to a friend he like gave me a note of oh actually this is gonna be um well listeners have heard about my mushroom trip but my friend who does the guiding of it he is also i would say how do you call yourself a A natural manager he's also a natural manager and i it makes my pussy wet because i love i do like to be told what to do where to go the only thing i don't like is the water glass removal i just set it down i'm still my number one anxiety is that my pee will not be clear yeah well the thing is like no one knows the intention behind that glass of water so we're we're clearing it it's going you're right i'm asking you to read my mind and my therapist i've tried to teach my legal spouse how you can't do that but that's neither here oh, nor there your legal spouse i love it oh and he loves you i, I love that you got to meet in in nueva york though so i can make out with him yeah yeah i don't know oh, okay, cool. C- confirmed fully confirmed cool. um and and if you want us to print out a document that says yes i will okay. do that for you i will need that for my lawyers Sure, sure, sure. Lawyers and team. Um, the other, just to lean in quickly, the other bumper sticker is my other car is a broom. Yes. So y- you are confirmed witch. I'm a witch. Duh. <laughs> what, like a it's sand- hard? A sandwich. Uh- no, just kidding. <laughs> um, can I tell you something? I do have the magnetic version of, excuse me, I'm at church becoming a lesbian or whatever. Sure. Um, so that is on the car as a magnet. I'm now and buying. Thank mag- God for that. I'm now buying magnetic. I also bought a kit where you can take stickers, put them on magnets, and put them on your car. Like I'm crafting now. What will they think of next with these? Did you did you grow up with a, a parent who put oh. stickers of colleges on their car? 
no, I grew up as a child who fetishized the sort of like Abercrombie and Fitch preppy nature of having like a Volkswagen or a Volvo with like four stickers from different Ivy League colleges on Ooh. the back of the car. Yeah. And we had like a Ford Taurus and I was like trying to make that happen and it was like shitty and it was a ford taurus and it I reminds thought, me of listen we all try to manifest what we want to be i have sure. a, a, a christmas story that i made a stocking out of paper and i colored it probably pretty rainbowy and faggy but um as a jew i did this in my parents jewish home put it on our fireplace and my mom took it down and said we're jewish you can't do that yeah we all sometimes just want to change our station and in that moment i wanted to follow christ yeah and you probably should have because look at you now fully burning burning <laughs> in hell and and uh, burning burning um you also speaking of burning hot your friend taylor who used to travel with all the time um <laughs> before you ended up buying this home what's his deal what's he into <laughs> taylor taylor greggs who was at my house with me for like a week upstate yeah i was looking through your instagram and i just wrote it's, a note that how hot he is he's really cute he's into you actually it's weird he was like okay. talking you know, I was just confirming. I was just confirming. A lot about you. So. But that does bring up the topic of your new home. Yes. Um, I think when I saw you in New York, you had told me about the journey, but then seeing it on the internet, it yeah. is it, the, the speed with which you took to being a homeowner. I'm not fucking around because I'm a lesbian. You're, yeah, I mean, truly, your, your lesbianic content. Oh, my God. Was packed. When did you first have the idea of like this gorgeous home? And then how many years did it take to you to actually like go into what do they call it? Um, escrow. escrow. <laughs> so I found the house on Mother's Day. One of my followers, I've been pretty clear about my intentions to buy a house for like years. Mm-hmm. And with my whole life changing through the pandemic, I just didn't have the financial security. And then now I'm like sort of in a place where I was like, oh, I feel good about things. So I found it around Mother's Day. One of my followers was like, hey, I know you're looking for houses in Hillsdale. My mom's a real estate agent. She just listed this house. I think you might like it. I sent it to my agent. Uh, Like two seconds later, I was touring it, saw the house. I was like, the real estate agent who was showing it to me, not the girl's mother. Another woman was like crying the entire time she was showing it to me because her dog had just died. It was like, oh my God. Path and a people pleaser. I spent the entire time just talking to her about her dog that had just died instead of like looking at the house. So, so then I like, I left the house. I went to get a club sandwich at the local diner with my real estate agent. And I was like, that's not the house for me. And she was like, yeah, okay, it's not. And then a week later, I was like, that's the house for me. And I was like, Gus, we have to go look at it. So we went and looked at it. And I made an offer that day. And that was right like late May. And then we closed about two months later. Does it does it feel like your day-to-day existence feels any different knowing that you have this house to go to when you're not in the chaos of the city? It does. Being up there is a total dream. Being down here in our new cutie little place, I'm obsessed. We just did our den and it looks amazing. It's really nice to have both. I feel really capable of doing it. The house is like sort of moving ready, but I have a million things I want to do to it, but I'm taking my time because I don't have the time right now to do it. Mostly it's really weird. I have this sort of like, I don't know if it's like postpartum, but like, I'm really sad when the house is empty. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, well, it's giving, it's giving mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, someone go stay at that house. Like, I'm begging my friends to, like, take the keys and just go stay there. Because I want to keep it, like, alive and, yeah. you know. How far outside of the city is it? 
215 if there's no traffic two and a half Genius. it's like perfect yeah well you're I'm coming abs- you're coming i'm coming I'm we're coming. doing a gay ass live podcast on my screened in porch on your screen and porch, For we're going to be zooted and tooted. Zoot. And um, after the show, what movie are we watching? This show? After we do the Gay Ass Live show at your home. Oh. In the screen and porch, we the, the festivities are over, but we want to watch a movie. What are we watching? Well, the only movie that plays on my TV is The Family Stone. And Which, that is how God intended. I know. As a Christ follower. You, yeah. Um, I'm glad <laughs> that, that you I'm glad people. that you you dropped the family stone because we can always revisit. I was the wondering movie how that, early it would come up in the act. You're right. You're right. Well, then let's meet let me get into a podcast question that I wanted to edit it because you've been on the podcast before. Yes. Famously. Famously. <laughs> and by the way. I shouldn't be saying this because you've already got enough good things going on, but your episode has been quite loved and downloaded a lot. And I just want you to know that. That makes me so happy. I love coming on here because I talk about ass the entire time and eating it. And then my like girl, like my 90% female straight audience comes and listens and they just get a whole different side of me. And they're so down. You know what I mean? They, I, and the fact that you had a follower tell you about the house and their real estate. Oh, yeah. Um, we are like, uh, we're all watching out for each other. Sisters. Like, sisters, sister. The sisterhood? Are you kidding? Moms protect moms supporting moms. Like lesbians licking lesbians. Oh, Dan, being back on the podcast, I want to ask a question that is not going back into your past of what made you gay, but I want you to tell me, in the last calendar year, what is the gayest thing or event or experience that you've been a part of that you are allowed to share on a recording? The gayest thing or event that I've been a part of? Or the gayest you have felt? Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of upstate, so this actually like flowed out of me in the gayest way possible. And I was so proud of myself. My street that I bought on has like gays and lesbians, like every house. It's like a dream. Dream. And so down the street from me, there's actually Taylor and I went for a walk after dinner because it's a gorgeous walk. And we kind of stumbled upon these like lesbian couple in a farmhouse. And they have two little kids and they're adorable. One of them's a therapist, like obsessed, right? So we're chatting they have a flower farm. They have landmates, which is a word I've never heard of before, but I'm obsessed because they have a very small house in their backyard and people live in it and they're their landmates. I learned a lot from them. Chic. So then I, my friend Casey and I, like two weeks later, are like walking by the house. It's after dinner. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just like, I'm so happy. There's a le- like lesbians up the street. It makes me so happy. And the, and the woman goes, I, I'm just want to say like we don't really respond to the word lesbian like we don't use it like it's just not for us like we're queer right Interesting. and she's a therapist and it was very clear it was very boundaried i was like loving it right and i was like oh i was like that's so good to know like thank you right and in my head i'm like i'm gonna call them lesbians for the rest of my life but like not to their face because it's so hard to remember all these things right but i totally respect it love it queer 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 and she goes, like, she goes, well, how do you like people to refer to you? And I was like, as a huge fucking faggot. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> you told the goes, therapist, faggot. She, she literally was like, like, took it in and was so sweet. And she was like, but like, so d- does everyone call you? Like, every, like, and I was like, no. I was like, obviously, like, 
but like it's clear that I'm a huge faggot, like in like an old school sense of the word. Like I'm not 23. Like right. I'm a big fucking fag, you know. But the fact that you you've said you go through life asking for forgiveness and not permission, and this le- sorry queer therapist said to you that they have the boundary of wanting to be called queer and you said absolutely and then you said what am i a big fucking faggot that is so beautiful to wave your fag flag high and also not what you did that uh, that other people pleasers might have done have been like oh well i can't shine in the way that i want to because i want to cater to someone else's boundary but no you said i love your boundary and also this is me Yeah, for sure. And I think, like, for me, it wasn't about, like, it was not about being provocative or, like, I love that she is queer and that's her thing. And truly, I didn't think it just flowed out of me. And that's why I think this, this is, like, the gayest thing that's happened in the past year for me is that I spoke my truth and didn't think about it. Because if I did, the people pleaser in me might have just sort of said, yes. I'm queer too. Yes, like, that which is, is a great exactly... thing to be. And I just want to also state for people that aren't clear, like I say faggot proudly. Yes. In a very, very, very proud way. But it's not something that you say to other people if you're not also sort of like know them or understand them. Right. Well, and that's what's so beautiful about this correspondence is that there was a safety between you. And I think you said this so well, which is that you, it flowed out of you in a way that was like not full of self-consciousness or shame. And that's the whole fucking point of my adult existence and the pod and the boo, 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 is to remove the barrier of like, should I say, should I be, should totally. I? And like, and like baby i'm a big fucking fag too and so proud of it and i look forward to the day that i'm walking through the land and i get to tell my gorgeous queer neighbors what i am while i'm also like flicking off the end end of my fat fucking blunt and that to me (laughs) exactly is the dream and that answer could not have been better it's a great answer because i'm also sort of like there's no question like everyone like no one knows that I'm like, I'm so visibly gay and proud of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That one really took me and I love it. And I love your question. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns, but a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. 
Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you. Well, I, I, I think this is a good segue then to get into some of the things I love so much about the book. And um, I'm going to grab it just even though I have these written down, I'm just going to grab it to keep it close to me. But there's a lot of things that I want to dive into. The first being giving us a little peek into your history. In your thank yous, you single out Ina Garten. And you say, quote, you taught me it's possible to have a presence in food that feels like a warm hug. Full cirque to this fucking book being a warm hug. And before I get into why it is such a warm hug, can you tell me like, how young were you when Ina Garten, when Barefoot Contessa would come on? And like, when did she start to affect your essence? I think it was like high school like high school i'm yeah i think i'm 41 about 20 yeah i think she's been doing this for like 20 a little over 20 years like late high school college you know she just like i was a food network girly like all in uh, but her show was the show and i think it was because she was surrounded by beauty she was doing her own thing she didn't have kids running around in the backyard she had her gaze doing the tables and the flowers and stuff oh my god matt and i were watching it yesterday matt has not actually watched a lot of uh barefoot contestants so he he turned it on and there was an episode where her it was an older episode when her gaze were over and one of them was um the director of Chicago. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Zet Craig and Rob Craig Zidane. Right. Yeah. Rob, um, Rob, a- uh, Rob Ashford. Something. No, that's not him. That's not no, him. Rob, uh, uh, Rob Marshall. 
Thank you. It was Rob Marshall. Yeah. God, I'm fucking canceled. Um, yeah, it was. So like, I do think that in this like, time when Rob when Marshall food, coming over for dinner, like huge fat um, guy. Oh yeah, and like yeah. the episode, they were all like wrapping prosciutto around long like breadsticks. Yeah, was, oh, breadsticks. I mean, yeah, truly. Uh, but I think like when the Food Network stuff, when we were first watching, especially the girlies, I do feel like a lot of men probably would have felt uh, emasculated if they were like, I watch the cooking show. So I yeah. feel like early on, it was like a lot of the gays and the girls. Oh, totally. Nowadays, there's much less of a stigma, I think, because cooking has become, I would say, a lot more yeah uh, for sure cross genre but but you absolutely were fagging out watching oh and like i was like sort of unabashedly doing whatever i wanted like i was playing with barbies when i was a little kid i was like cooking constantly i was like you know basically like making cookies for boys who were like didn't know that i had crushes on them when i was like nine Mm. you know what i mean like i was sort of like watching all the cooking shows i was like making i would make my sister order the like hemp bracelet kit from was it claire's or no oh my god a like hemp some, bracelet. like i was like can you but can you ask mom for this like hemp bracelet kit with the beads so i can like use it from like i think it was whatever the catalog was anyways like i just was like like i don't know my family was very sort of like you do you you're creative like live laugh love i was like you know, redecorating my bedroom five times as a child, you know. If a gay person is lucky, they're born with the skills of design, cooking, and social gab. And I do think that you were gifted with all of them. But the thing that I love about the book, too, is the energy of your family coming through. And one of the ways it comes through is if we can shout out your photographer, the yes. photos are unfucking real. Oh, and it's exactly. rare. It's also obviously queer. when you, my whole team was gay, like queers, gays, lesbians, everyone on the team. Well, it's queer excellence because the photos I obviously like, lo- I love a, a good cookbook and Matt really like we have a lot. And I love, of course, the photos of the food and layouts and many books, but your book in particular, it's like, of course, the food is gorgeous. But like, it's the type of thing when you're flipping the pages and you see the actual gatherings and your family, it makes the recipes feel even more real and like the hug. Did you ha- had you known the photographer before the book? Yeah, so I hadn't shot with a ton of professional photographers, but Andrew came to my house for another project that was for a magazine. And I just like loved his energy. I thought his photo was really beautiful. And, you know, he hadn't shot a lot. He shot a lot of food, but he hadn't shot a cookbook. Yeah. Or like a a cookbook with the amount amount of photos I had. He had shot like a smaller cookbook, which is great. And I was just like, you know, there's like five photographers that everyone uses for cookbooks in New York City. And I was like, fuck that. Like, I want to use someone who's never shot a really, really, I'm going to say never shot a book. It's not, it's like he shot one, but he's shot a lot more now. But, you know, I just was like, there's got to be like fresh energy. I want a new perspective. Like, I just want, he put together an incredible like proposal for what he wanted to do. That was like, basically, are you reading my mind? Wow. It just all came together. It was great. Which is, it's so cool because the photos in particular of your family members i mean when i opened and saw the dedication page oh. and your fucking grandfather's photo stop stick a fork yeah dunzo i mean how that old was, is he again Bimpy? he's 101 101 you still when you post about when you still have meals with him it's like <sighs> what a special what really a special relationship what yeah. what what is it like 
he was born obviously in a very different time Mm -hmm. was there an experience with bimpy that you either like introducing a boyfriend or was there any time that felt like there was a learning curve Um, what was the experience like talking to someone from such a different time about your being gay well i think you know i haven't ever said to bimpy like I'm gay, yeah. but I do think that because, like I said, I'm a big faggot, and clearly, I think he kind of gets it. Yeah. And, you know, he has met Gus a hundred times, and he loves Gus, and he's the f- every time I get on the phone with him, he, Bimpy calls me all the time. He's always like, how's Gus? How's he doing? He's like, he's a good guy. And when we moved in together, he was like... It's just, you're just so lucky you get to live with your, you know, your partner. And it's so, I'm so happy you're living with such a good guy. Like he loves saying you're a good guy and it's really, really sweet. And like, he just like Gus and I were just like sobbing. Um, Oh, that makes, that makes me want to cry. But early on, I think the first time, second time Gus and Bimpy met was like, like we were together for like three or four months and it was uh, my sister's house and Bimpy couldn't really figure out what's happening. And he's leaving and he loves to have like Bimpy's in the car and the windows open and you're on the other side. So we're chatting and he goes, so, um, so uh, used to, you two, what, what is uh, Gus, is Danny like a father figure to you? <laughs> <laughs> and Gus, because of course we like play into roles. Of course. Gus literally gagged. He was just like, <laughs> Did Bimpy just like call me all the things correctly? And I was like, yeah, he knows it. And then in the Sex and the City episode, it cuts to him going, Daddy, Daddy. Yeah, daddy, exactly. Daddy. And, the, exactly. You're the, and you're so the Samantha literally. fucking. Um, <laughs> I, there's something about a gorgeous grandfather story like that. And, and I, and I want to lean into the goodness of it all. But I think to do that, I need to like acknowledge that there are canonically i think a lot of straight men aren't always of course the most hospitable to gayness and it's definitely changing but when you hear of someone like bimpy who yeah is from such a different time is you know has such a big beautiful family and, and can just like say that gus is a good guy and he's so happy that you have found each other like that is it's so it is unreal and 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 just his energy in that photo and in the book it's just it's something that i feel his love and the man does not know me like i do not know him he would love you and he would know possibly that you're gay but what do you mean why Why i I don't know you might it might just be like (laughs) obvious but i have two things to say that i think you'll love one i think you know, Bimpy has always sort of like in his infinite wisdom, which comes with age, sort of been able to sort of like float beyond all the drama and get to like yeah. a really clear moment, which I've always loved. Like when my parents got divorced, when his wife died, when my uncle, like he's been through a lot and he always like the things that come out of his mouth, you're like, ah, oh, to be that wise, you know what mm. I mean? And to know what's important, you know? Mm. Oh, I'm jealous. And the second thing is, when he met Gus for the first time, he was like, so what do you do? And Gus was like, I am a th- I direct plays. Like, I'm a theater director. And he goes, oh, so you work with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, she's beautiful. I love Jennifer. Have you ever... 
You ever seen that movie she's in? Oh, you got to see this movie. There's a next door neighbor. There's a kid in high school. And it's, oh, she's beautiful. He literally watched The the Boy Next Door, which is like the J-Lo movie about like her fucking like a high schooler or something. I don't know what it's about. But she gets like kind of naked in it. And Bimpy, it was like on HBO 7, like on a loop for like two years. And it was all he watched. And Bimpy literally is convinced that Gus and J-Lo are like actively producing plays together. Well, you can't, you can't knock Bimpy for going from theater, which is A, to yeah. C, Jennifer Lopez <laughs> fucking a teenager on HBO 7. Yeah, on HBO 7. So I just like that trajectory is, they might also be the gay thing that happened to me four years ago. I was going to say, that's a pretty fucking... I, I was hoping he was going to say, oh, so you work with Jennifer Lopez, yeah. who helped plan Matthew McConaughey's wedding, yeah. but then ended up uh, marrying yeah. him herself. Yeah. The other thing that happened to me with Bimpy, like, probably like nine years ago, was he lived with my Uncle Phil, who was like very into queer culture, but also like yeah. straight, never really came out. Sure. But my nieces were like two and four, and like we were playing in the yard and one of them like fell during a game and he literally said like sashay away. <gasps> and I was like bimpy quoting RuPaul because I knew that my uncle was like making him watch Drag Race. While, and he like it was incredible. Bimpy is he not won. only an ally, but he's a sponge he's who a sponge. Yeah. can recreate. He also recently came out as a side, which is wild. I thought he was. I was gonna say. I thought he was a power bottom. You're like, I thought um, he was a top. What's so confusing? Yeah. Wait. Oh, we have to he... stop now. I actually have to go drink some bleach. Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Sorry. I've taken up too much time with Bimpy stories, but he is a national treasure. National treasure, and there's never too much time. But since we are on your family, can you confirm or deny, uh, Aunt Chris? You have a cheesecake from Aunt Chris oh, in the book. Um, when you spell Aunt Chris the legend, we love Aunt Chris. But Chris is also spelled as in C H R I S. Is Aunt Chris a lesbian? Um, no, but she would make a fucking sick lesbian. Okay, I'm just confirming. Years, she like chain smokes cigarettes, but she's actually yeah. a former hairdresser who works in a quilt shop now, and she's incredible. Oh. And so she's a reincarnated gay man. Yeah, she gave uh, Gus a quilted uh, Christmas tree when we saw her over the holidays for his apartment. Um, and he kept it and actually like put it out. It's so cute. She's amazing. God, and she's an incredible cook. She's my mom's sister. Short Chris is short for Christine. We love Aunt Christine. Yeah. The other thing I want to tell you that I love about the book is at the beginning of it, there's like the most brilliant guide to menu planning where it says like the the, the type of recipes if you want to feed a crowd, there's yeah, one yeah. if you like everyone's a vegetarian, if I'm yeah. too lazy to too cook. Lazy. Yeah. Was this was this a brainchild of Grossi Pelosi or was this something from a brainstorm sesh with the team? No, this was fully me because like, so you have to remember like, or maybe you don't know, or maybe you don't need to remember this, but like I spent, I grew this brand during the pandemic mm -hmm. and I fielded endless DMs of questions. Mm -hmm. And so this book is a direct response to all the questions I got, right? Mm -hmm. So I literally have gotten questions like, hey, I don't feel like cooking. What should I make? Hey, my in-laws are coming over. I want them to love me. Like, hey, I want my boyfriend to fuck me tonight. Like, yeah. hey, I'm going on a first date. Hey, like, you know, everyone's a vegetarian. Like, literally, like, what do I cook for? So all of these are... And the whole book, quite literally, like I made the egg chapter primarily recipes that you could make to serve people a meal at breakfast because cooking eggs for a crowd is really difficult. And I get that yeah. question all the time. I also get like, how do you fry an egg? How do you fry an egg? How do you hard boil an egg? How do you soft boil an egg? How do you scramble an egg? So I'm all the grossy guides 
are a response to all the questions. So I was blessed with this like questions, which I then took and made a book out of. It's genius because I think for someone who is seeing the book and not making the connection between the Instagram, the social media, it is answering all these things. It's like before you can even ask the question. Yeah. And I think that that's the goal. It's we are we just got this new table that's like uh, the big news in our house because we're trying we, our last table was four only seats four now we can finally have like up to eight people amazing and so we're gonna Congrats. have a thank you so much and Matt is like uh, like loves to cook he is so fucking excited to make every recipe in this and um, we're having a Shabbat dinner in a couple weeks Great. and so we're trying to figure out like you know, we have friends who do have the dietary restrictions and, and what's the vibe. And I and this book is answering that. I do. This is a question that I wanted to ask you just selfishly as like another creative person. But I think that a lot of people listening would get something out of this. When you were building Grossi Pelosi during the pandemic, and just like as a creative person, when did you get to the point where you knew you needed to start delegating work to like other people? Like, I know you have this stunning team now yes. what, what and when did you decide that it was the time to take that chance on yourself as soon as i had a literal extra penny because you have to remember i was a career creative director so when i my last job i was managing up to 15 people mm. and i was truly like guiding the vision but i wasn't doing a lot of the like day-to-day -day stuff i was like directing a team and i yeah. had like kind of like you know really sort of like seriously climb the ladder. And so I found myself in my kitchen alone during the pandemic doing everything. And so I would say pandemic was March. In August, Pinterest called me, like literally the team at Pinterest, which is like, as a Pinterest mom, that was huge. Yeah. And they were like, hi, we want to like make you one of our like creators and we want to like do all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, like I don't even have a grossy Pinterest. I have my damn Pelosi personal Pinterest, which is like not for public consumption. It was just random shit. So I called my friend Kristen, who I met in high school and she runs her own thing and she, uh, her own branding agency. And I was like, you're a Pinterest queen. Will you build out a whole grossy Pinterest? So she built up my whole Pinterest page. And then I was like, oh my gosh, can you help me with the logo? Can you do this? Can you do that? Although I guess before Kristen, I did launch my merch in April of 2020, which was like a month after this all started, which is wild. Yeah. So I hired Rooney. Do you know Rooney? He lives in LA. Hey, oh, Rooney. yeah. Yeah. Rooney did all my branding and all my stuff and all my merch and still does some stuff with me, except he didn't work on the book, but um, really sort of set the tone. So yeah, so I, I hired Rooney, but that was like hourly. Kristen, I like brought on and had her work for me as much as I could. And it really just allowed me to produce more. And now yeah. I have, when I got the book deal, I was like, I'm not doing this alone. I can't do this alone. I don't know how to write a book, you know? So I'm all about like team effort, bringing everyone in. Like, this is how I live my life. I spent my childhood in the kitchen with my mom and my aunts or my grandparents. You know, like I'm not, I didn't go to my room and hang out by myself like most children. Yeah, I was like, so what's up to like everyone? And I think that's also partly why it's so great to talk to you because you probably were conditioned to be a part of the gossip to uh, get the deets. Fully. Oh, uh, I have to. This recipe is me. in the exact spirit of that energy. The um, biscotti, <laughs> the biscotti recipe. First of all, like I think it's my favorite photo in the book or one of them. This recipe here. Oh yeah, I saw that. Paper. 
The head note and the energy of this recipe is like after every family meal, the aunties and my mom would sit and have their espresso and their biscotti and like talk about everything. And I would be like six and like taking notes. It's how (laughs) I learned. And the guys would be like watching sports or like whatever. And I was with the girls like at the table learning everything. And that photo is like it. Any chance we get to thank the women in our lives, especially for being the safe space growing up and the like, and like, obviously, you know, we love the men in our family, but like, we love everyone, but yeah, they all, we love everyone, but there's a different function of like the, the sisterhood. And I, I mean, and it also speaks, I think to your followers too, of like the women who are supportive and listening to ass eating conversation. And it's just like, it's something that I wouldn't, I will never take for granted. And I want to thank, I will never either thank them from the bottom of my, my, my gaping hole. Okay. Um, <laughs> I also just want to say my mom's cleaning guide is part of that sisterhood thing. Cause my mom oh, yeah. and my sister will clean the fuck out of a house. And my mom comes to visit me and goes ham on my house because while I do have that energy, I will never clean enough for my mother. So she oh. comes and tears my house apart. And I ta- I show that all the time on my Instagram and people are like, yeah. I need to know. So my mom, I was like, mom, can you write down all your kitchen cleaning tips? And she, I thought she would like, I said like, can you send them to me? I thought she would email them. She wrote them down on a notepad and <laughs> mailed them to me. Like <gasps> So cute. So that's all her own words. That whole it's giving, it's giving pride and prejudice. It's, Come really, on, it's writing. really sweet. So that's like a huge Pelosi family sisterhood secrets. Like I'm glad that you brought this up because so many family traditions, secrets and times, but uh, as a person who comes from uh, another, you know, loud family, you talk about and I think your intro how you have the basement kitchens and yeah. how both sets of grandparents were close by. Yes. If you're okay answering this, was there ever just to humanize your fucking gorgeous family? Was there ever a boundary issue? Oh, literally like nonstop. Okay, first okay. of all, my grandparents were not close to each other. They lived next door to each other. Oh, like, my God. next door, like property line. Like my mom's parents and my dad's parents are next door neighbors because my parents met because they were next door neighbors. Oh. And so when God. I grew up, I was like, doesn't everyone's grandparents live next door to each other? Nope, just mine, which lends to an already dramatic family being just like like grand like people like screaming at each other from yeah, like backyards yeah. when things because like my mom left my dad at one point that was really bad but before anyone was around my grandparent my grandfather Bimpy and then my my grandfather Papa John they did not like like they were like at each other's throats in their like thirties really? you know what I mean so there's yeah. like levels of sort of like moments of kind of like drama everyone was chill but there was. There was some real, and then when they got older, they were sort of the only two left, John mm. and Bimpy. And like you'd think, two like older men in their late nineties would be like, "Hey, how you doing?" Like, no, don't speak, don't speak. Next door neighbors. See, that's what I needed. I needed a little oh. dose, a little. Oh, yeah, dose. no, 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 no. There is like, I mean, I keep it really positive because like that's sort of like my joy is what I focus right. on. But there's so much tea. I mean, it's hysterical. I, I mean, love they're Italians. The like they're like right in Portuguese. Well, I think that something that I have struggled with and I'm continuing to work on is the nuance of just like with the success comes 
the struggle and the boop 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 it's like I, my brain i think was conditioned as a kid to be very black and white hot and cold and it's hard uh-huh. for me sometimes to see the gray area and okay. so like to to know like like a question would be for you with if you're looking back since march 2020 and you're now you know having this incredible book come out what was the moment for you that like did you ever feel like you were in above your head or like you Um, didn't feel up to all of these things non-stop i mean i am forever imposter syndrome yeah forever like no one's gonna like these recipes i mean this book our little girl here i'm so in love with her now but like I was the roller coaster of like love, 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 love. Oh my god, I hate this book. I hate this book. Yeah. Oh my god, no one's gonna like it. It's gonna be a total failure. I hate everything. I hate everything. Oh, I love it. Was a real thing. I cried a lot. I got in fights. Like I was like, I mean, and like not like I'm not being like I'm not like it. Just like it was a lot. Like it's yeah. a passion project. It was also my one chance. Fancy don't let me down. Like. I want to write more books. Like, I want this and, book to sell. Like, this is my, like, someone's like, hey, I want your dream. Your dream's going to come true. You're going to write a cookbook. And so then you're like, oh, yeah, the pressure of that is crazy. I, and I, I had to cannot, keep it a secret. I didn't tell anyone about it. For how long? Well, until I, my, I'm telling my, my followers, I didn't announce it till March, but I was working on it for a year and a half. Jesus age. So it's like, yeah, there's on top of it, I think it's kind of like a feeling of like, is this for not because no one knows about it? Yeah, it's crazy because I'm like trying to like get recipes out to people, but I'm also trying to write things. Like it's like, it was wild. It was wild. Well, then I can't wait to do it, it again if I can. <laughs> I mean, truly. And I think you fucking will because it is just the start of something good. And you're going on this book tour. What are yes. you, are, are you, um, is Gus going to be joining you in any of these cities? And what debauchery do you want to get down to? So Gussie has been working his little tail off in the city so that he can afford to come with me on basically the whole tour. There's a few oh dates he's not coming, but he, and thank God, because when I talk about Gus, like I, he, there's no one more supportive and mm. loving and interested in me having a successful, healthy book tour. And he has been ordering Every, he has a whole section of like keep Grossi alive during book tour that he is going to put in his suitcase. Uh, and he's like talking to my Pilates instructor about what I need to like do the exercises. Like he is helping me like take that stuff off that load off of me. And he's like, we're going to do a foot soak every night. Like he's like dealing. It's a, he's an angel from heaven. Saint, a saint. Is his, So is his love language acts of service, you would say? It's acts of service and it's affirmations. Like no one tells me they love me 17 to 18 times a day, except for Gus. Fuck Gus. And I would have wanted to die before therapy. But now that I've been on the other side of therapy, that is actually really sweet. But if anyone told me they love me, that was a hot guy. Prior to that, I would have screamed and run away and run directly towards all the hot guys who didn't want me and beg them to be with me. Is it because you thought that's what you deserved or just like what you were willing to let in? It was both. Yeah. Also, like, I like to work for it. Mm, so you thought if it was coming too easy, then it's not worth it or why is this happening? I want to work for it. Gus told me the other day that I'm addicted to work. Like, I'm a hard worker. I, I believe like that. I mean, for all things. Well, the, the speed with which you answer DMs is... Psychotic. is It's a problem. <laughs> 
<laughs> do really you, what do you does gus ever tell you to get off your phone um no he knows that he he knows that like when i'm on my bed belly down staring at my phone it's like gonna be a 30 minute thing and then i'll be done but i try to compartmentalize it he calls oh me, he's like oh babe are you doing your stories and i'm like yes i'm doing my stories <laughs> well listen we love uh, gus we love this fucking book we love what is to come and uh, even more um how is this over is this over uh, it's like just about over can you believe that I'm so sad. Wait, your your hat says Barefoot Contessa. I didn't even realize yeah, that. Yeah, this is my Barefoot Contessa hat. Oh my god, I love that. That's the best. I like. Can we just for a minute talk about you? Sure. You haven't. You haven't. <laughs> I love when I listen to your podcast. I love hearing the you of it all. And oh my god, it makes well, me so happy. Also, you said something to Johnny Sibili the other day that I wanted to bring up, but I don't remember what it was. But I screamed and howled. Oh wow, I love that. I love, and I, I just, I it was so good. If I may say one thing about me is that to hear that you even say that you listened to the Johnny episode oh, and really that nice. you enjoy that, it's my imposter syndrome and has been something that has been such a like a a top priority that i've worked so hard at and to like be able to take that in with just like the joy that you're giving it is a gift and if i may manifest like you manifested the book and the house and all of that i'm manifesting just continuing to do what we're doing here but on a bigger and bigger scale and i cannot wait I cannot wait to um, celebrate it over a fucking blunt and biscotti in your upstate home. It's going to happen. You're an absolute, like, joy, 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 joy. And, I, yeah, I listen to your podcast. You're doing it. You do live shows. Like, do you know how Come nervous on. I was to be on stage for three seconds? You were <laughs> out there in your sparkly top giving it all. Like, I was obsessed. <sighs> It's really well, special. the obsession is so so too weighed on this street. And um, before we say goodbye, we're, yeah. I'm gonna have us both hold up our books, and yes. I'm gonna take a photo, and then um, it's gonna be something I'll treasure forever. Um, so, Dan Grossi Pelosi, since yeah. we are at the end of this episode, tell the dolls not only where to follow, but where to get this unreal book. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok. Um, and threads and the other thing um, at Grossi Pelosi, G-R-O-S-S-Y-P-E-L-O-S-I. Would love to have you. Um, and you can buy the book wherever books are sold starting on September 5th. You can also, more importantly, pre-order the book. I don't know when this is airing, but whatever. If it's before 9-5, pre-order. It's after 9-5, order it from bookstores. Go to bookstores. Join me on book tour. You can go to danpelosi.com slash tour. I'm coming to Los Angeles where I will see Eric for sure. Yes. Um, and I'm going to a lot of places. And um, if you see me, tell my boyfriend thank you for me, for keeping me alive. Um, and I just hope that you all enjoy the book if you buy it as much as I do. Hell fucking yeah. It's obviously all going to be linked in the description. Thank you to Grossi Pelosi. Thank you to Gus for keeping him alive. And Dan... I will see you in LA and continue the celebration. I can't wait. Let's eat. (laughs) 
we are a part of that collection of two white men doing podcasts. We're two queer white men. Does that differentiate us at all? Does it? It totally helps with the topic. We're talking about about musicals. Yeah, we're talking about musical theater. (laughs) I'm Peter. And I'm Nathan. And yes, musical theater has gospel. And dancing boys. And fancy hats. So join us for the Gospel of Musical Theater wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.